Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 9th of February. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, So glad to have you guys aboard here today. We did it, everybody. We made it through the week. And now we're just a couple sleeps away from the big game in Vegas. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade to Taylor Swift's dress. Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online, join today to get into all the action. Bet online, the game starts here. So, we got a big day today. We got a fun show. We're going to talk to probably my favorite sports center host, Shay Cornette, is going to join us. I've never met her, so I've never talked to her. I filled in for her a bunch of times throughout the season. She's the regular Sunday NFL uh, game day host on ESPN Radio with Mike Tannenbaum and Herm Edwards. I filled in for her. It did like five or six times I filled in for her. But you also see her on SportsCenter, so I'm looking forward to having her on the show today. I think she's really great. We'll talk some Super Bowl with her. That'll be fun. So Shay Cornette will join us on the show today. Everything's happening out there in Vegas. Like I was asked, I was asked a few days ago. I think maybe it was Jason Barrett that asked me. Jason Barrett, Barrett Sports Media. We 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 hit hit all the big topics in the sports media world with him a couple days ago. And any interviews you miss. You could always go back youtube.com slash show. And like he asked me, do you, like, would you want to be out here in Vegas? I was like, yeah, like if someone would sponsor me, I, I would go out there. I'm not paying for it on my own. And I-, I do like doing shows out there on Radio Row. Now, Vegas for a week, that'd have been crazy. But I, like, I would have went for Thursday and Friday. You do the show there. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you get the good guests. I, there's an energy to doing those shows on Radio Road. I, I think for the listener, they're weird shows because, like, it's random guest after random guest. They're hawking all their products and whatever. But, like, if you're a good interviewer, you could make it work for sure. But I do believe that when you're the listener and you got the show that's out there on Radio Road, there is a certain energy to it. So I do miss that. I, I, I would have I done shows out there. But anyway, so... We'll talk to Shea Cornette coming up today. We, we we got we got the game in a couple of days, which I I think we're gonna. I was surprised, you know. Yesterday we had Trista Crick on. Love her. I think she's a big star, and she thinks it's the Chiefs in a blowout, which kind of makes me think. Like, remember the year when the Bucks and Tom Brady won? They blew out the Rams. Uh, no, not the Rams. I'm sorry. They they blew out the Chiefs. It it was it was not a close game. The Bucks pretty much own that game, if I'm remembering it correctly. And I wonder if we're going to get a little bit of that. Where, 
Because I think the Bucks were an underdog in that game. And I wonder if we're going to get a little bit of that, that we're going to look back like, man, it was so stupid that anyone ever doubted this Chiefs team. I don't think that's going to be the case this week. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. That's where my money is. Chiefs plus two. I Like, if I'm not betting on the game, I would have wanted the 49ers to win. I like the story that's coming out of there, San Francisco. But the Chiefs don't bother me. The Taylor Swift stuff certainly doesn't bother me. Mahomes, I like that you never see the brother anymore. The brother doesn't seem to be around so much anymore because holy shit is he tough to take. But otherwise, Patrick Mahomes, he's very likable. Besides that, it's where my money is. Chiefs plus two, that's what we're rooting for. I think we're going to get a close game, and I think we're all going to look back at how silly we were, me included. I got to raise my hand at the Chiefs, at doubting the Chiefs. Now, I love telling this story. It's that time of year, so I will tell this story. My favorite thing to do for the Super Bowl, my favorite kind of action, is Super Bowl boxes. I like betting boxes. You know, it's where you, you pay 10 this way, 10 down, 100 boxes total. Random numbers are drawn. You buy the boxes. You get a number for each team. And if, if your number, if your score comes up after each quarter, you, you get a certain amount of money you win from the pot. I love boxes. I'll tell you a great story. I love telling this story. I do it every year at this time. So, this is back in, it was the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. So, this is what? 05, right? Yeah. It's the 04 season. Super Bowl's in 05. So, I'm 24 years old. I'm a young guy. I'm with my, my, my girlfriend back then, who is now my wife. So, if I'm 25, she's 29. That's right. That's how I bag them. I go for the older girls. So, I'm 25. She's 29. And we're, we got the invite from the great O.J. McDuffie to go watch the game at his house. I just, you know, only known O.J. for a few months now, but, you know, I, I, I developed a, a friendship with him. He invited me to his home. He has a really nice invite. He's got a great, he's got stadium seating theater in his home. He's got a great home in Southwest Ranches. And, and I called him a couple days later. I'm like, OJ, I think I'm going to take you up on your offer. It's okay. Me and my girlfriend, we come. It's like, yeah, Zaz, come on. It's going to be great. Okay, cool. We're going to OJ's place. We're going to watch the game. And we show up. It's like, I don't know, it's like an hour before the game starts. We show up. We're out back. We, you know, we go around the side. And, you know, everyone's there. Everyone's out back having a good time. There's some drinking. There's some food. We, you know, oh, we, we say hello. OJ introduces us to a bunch of people. Okay, cool. We're having a, this could be a great, this is a great decision to go. Great party. And within five minutes of being there, Kijana Carter is walking around. Remember Kijana Carter, he's very tight with OJ and, you know, great running back Penn State. Was in the league for a little bit, injuries. And Kijana comes around. He's holding the, the, the big poster. We're going to do Super Bowl boxes. I'm like, yes, I love boxes. I definitely want to buy a couple boxes. And you got to remember back then, this is it's almost 20 years ago. So Venmo, so Zelle, there's none of this stuff. Cash only, fool. So I don't have enough cash on me. You know, I, I didn't know we were going to be doing boxes. I didn't, I didn't know about this. So I, I told Keechan, I go, yeah, yeah, I, de- I definitely want boxes. All right, I'm going to come back to you. And and so I I, I, I say to my wife, I was like, or my girlfriend, all right, we, we got to go get money. And there's like a gas station right across the street when you leave Southwest Ranches. So, we get back in the car. Now, granted, we were only at OJ's house at this point for maybe 10 minutes. This happened right away. So, we immediately pull out. We're, we're going to go right quick to the gas station. We go to the ATM, I get money. We do that. They, uh, we, we go to the ATM, I get money, I get back in the car. All of a sudden, my phone rings. It's OJ. As the phone is ringing, I know exactly what just happened and what's about to happen. OJ thinks I left his house because everyone there is black and we're the only white people. I know that's what he's thinking. The phone's ringing. I know it immediately that that's what just happened. I mean, think about it. You know, look at it from his perspective. You know, these two white Jewish kids, they, they come over to the house, the football player, everyone there is black, we're the only white people, and within 10 minutes, we're back in the car, we're out. We do Irish goodbye, we don't say goodbye to anybody. Phone's ringing. 
OJ McDuffie. I, I look at I look at my girlfriend. I look at Tamara. I go, oh no, he thinks we left because we're white and they're all black. And she's got like this horrified look on her face, like, all right, I gotta deal with this. And so, like, we're driving back now. We just left the gas station. I pick up the phone. I got on speaker. You know, they're going. I go, OJ he goes, Zaz. I go, hey man, we're coming right back. We just need to get. I, I go right into. It. I go. Hey, man, we're coming right back. I just went to the gas station to get some money. Don't worry. We're coming right back. He's got me on speaker. And as I say it, because, again, I knew exactly what he was calling about and what he thought was happening. So I immediately, Zaz, I'm coming right back. We just had to get money for boxes to give money to Kichana. We're going to be right there. And immediately, you could hear everyone in the background is howling and cackling with laughter. Yeah, man, we're going to be right there. We're like, He's laughing now. Everyone's laughing. He hangs up. I hang up. We get back there. I give the money to Kijana. We're playing boxes. They all thought, all of a sudden, yo, OJ, your white friends, they just left. Nah, we're going to get money. Everyone was dying. I love that story. And by the way, if I could also say, because I had known OJ at that point. He's really a great dude. I had known OJ at that point for a couple months. That's it. And so, and we don't know anyone else at his house. And like I said, he's got stadium theater seating in in his theater big screen we're watching the game on and like middle of the oj sitting right up front of course great seats couches we're like sitting at the top and there's like a bar so we're on there's a bar back there and we're sitting at like countertops you know bar stool seat great fine by us and like middle of the first quarter oj turns around and shouts where's zaslow at like hey man we're up here you know he gets up off of his really comfortable seat in front of the theater. He's there with all of his friends. Comes up, sits at the bar stool with us. Watches the rest of the half with us. Because we didn't know anybody else. Which, he definitely didn't need to do that. We are having a great time. Came up there, sits the, watches the rest of the half with us up there. Just, re- I was like, we're oh, just a really nice guy. And, yeah. So, I love that story. I love Super Bowl boxes. That's my favorite type of bet. And I love it so much that I was willing to have OJ and all of his black friends think that we left because we're white and we're afraid of them. That's how much I love boxes. So anyway, let's get to everything that happened last night. Okay, few things to get to here. Warriors, they beat the Pacers. La- now, it'll be a trade deadline day yesterday. So by the time we wrapped up the show, we, we had almost everything wa- was done as far as the NBA trade deadline goes. The Heat do nothing else, which, look, saying the Heat did nothing is is not fair. They did something very big. They did it a couple weeks ago, which is good because now they're starting to get going and they were able to kind of start working together before the trade deadline comes. So the Heat did do something. They did something big. It was a couple weeks ago. The Warriors, though, they beat the Pacers last night. And the reason this is significant is Klay Thompson didn't play last night. Klay Thompson got benched the game before it. The Warriors are playing a lot better right now. And the big elephant to the room is Klay Thompson is barely playable right now. That's going to be interesting to keep an eye on moving forward. Cavs beat the Nets. Cavs are rolling. They've won like 17 out of their last 19 games. They're second place in the Eastern Conference. How about, how about this, though? The Timberwolves, they crushed the Bucks last night. 129-105. The Bucks dropped to 1-4 and four with Doc Rivers as the head coach. Doc said this a couple nights ago after the Bucks lost in Denver. And now, Doc Rivers, every night, it's the excuse machine. Listen to this. It'd be a tough one if we were not injured. You know, you come back from the trip we just came back from, um, you know, sleep patterns. And then I've never seen, the, you know, just the flights that they had us, you know, Time change, coming back, back to backs, insane. This is such an embarrassment. I'm telling you, it's a grift that Doc pulls. He is not a good coach. He's got a great personality. He's got a great smile. Gets along with everybody. He is not a good coach. And he has grifted his way into another big-time job. And we're talking about the travel schedule we're talking about the flights. We're talking about the time that guys are getting to sleep. This isn't 1980 where we're flying coach the day of games and then playing 
three games in four nights. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Eric Spolstra during the Heat's seven-game losing skid talking about how our guys aren't getting enough sleep? The travel schedule has been tough. Can you imagine Eric Spolstra saying something like that? Doc Rivers has been pulling a grift on NBA teams for almost 20 years now. That team is in big trouble. This excuse machine that he's cranking up on a team with Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo on a nightly basis? Let me ask you something. Has an organization ever fired two coaches before the All-Star break? Just asking. Just asking. So, finally, as far as the NBA goes last night, the the Nuggets beat the Lakers 114-106. They they unveiled the Kobe Bryant statue. It's... It's the first of three Kobe Bryant statues that they're going to be putting outside there. That's that's wild. This one, it's the pose with him with his finger raised in the air, walking off the court when he had the 81 points. Not the pose I would have went with, but Vanessa Bryant said last night he wanted that pose. That I guess he told her at some point if they were ever going to make a statue, that's the one he wanted. So that's the first of three They're doing another one, like, they're going to do one with him wearing the number 8, which I think was last night. They're going to do another one with him wearing 24, and then they're going to do another one with him and the daughter, Gigi, right? The daughter who also was in the crash with him. That's something, man. So, that was a big deal last night. That's everything that was happening in the NBA. But the biggest story yesterday, I'm doing the show ESPN Radio last night, Amber and Ian, I'm doing it with my girl Amber Wilson, she is the best on ESPN Radio. And we, we're in the middle of the show. Show starts at 7. And this WWE WrestleMania kickoff is going on. How I can pay attention to both. This was a monster that took place last night. Now, I was able to pay attention and see what was going on. Look, I, you know what? I'm going to let you behind the curtain here. Coincidentally... We taped Mike Tannenbaum. Mike Tannenbaum was on the show with us. He's on the show every Thursday. We taped Mike Tannenbaum before the show starts. So coincidentally, when we're airing the Tannenbaum spot, that's when Cody Rhodes comes out and confronts Roman Reigns and The Rock. So I was able to put the volume up on the TV. The game was on Peacock. So I turned the volume up on the cock and I could actually pay attention here for the next 10 minutes. Total coincidence the way that worked out. But long story short, there's been a swell of backlash at WWE, at The Rock, since last Friday when Cody Rhodes gave up his WrestleMania spot for The Rock to fight Roman Reigns. And the the wrestling fan is pissed. So they've been building up and building up this press conference, this event last night, where we're going to find out what the actual main event of WrestleMania is going to be. Cody comes out there. The Rock and Roman, they shake on it that they're going to fight. They're going to main event WrestleMania. It's for their family, but there's no bad blood. It's for the bloodline. It's for who is the head of the table. And Cody comes out and tells her, this is bullshit. That's what he says. And the crowd in the arena there at T-Mobile Arena, they're going nuts because they all want Cody. And they want Cody to fight. This is bullshit. I've made my decision. He won the Royal Rumble. He gets to decide. He chooses Roman. Crowd's going crazy. Roman's pissed. Goes, Nana, you already had your chance. You're done. It's me and Rock. Cody chooses Roman. So we got Roman versus Cody, main event WrestleMania, which is exactly what everybody wanted. And by the way, what I've been telling you was going to happen. They're not stupid, WWE. They knew what we all wanted. And now the buildup to WrestleMania 40 is enormous because what we got last night was unbelievable television. Incredible television. I think we're going to look back and that was one of the greatest moments in the history of WWE. Outside the ring, one of the all-time greatest moments. The way we remember Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant when Andre challenged him at Piper's Pit before WrestleMania 3, I think we're going to remember this, where 
Cody is disparaging Roman's family, and then Rock steps up. And Rock tells him, you're disrespecting my family, my blood, my ancestors. And he smacks Cody Rhodes. The Rock smacks Cody Rhodes. And now we got Bloodline Rock. Rock is a full-on heel. Him and Roman are together. We got Bloodline Rock. I think this was enormous. I yelped out loud when Rock struck down Cody with his open palm. Unbelievable television. And now we have an insane build to WrestleMania 40. Everyone out there, I have been telling you, calm down. We're all going to get what we want. And last night, that's why WWE is the best, man. Pro wrestling is the best. If you didn't like what you saw last night, pro wrestling's not for you. Pro wrestling is the greatest theater. And everyone who was into that last night, they delivered. WWE delivered so hard last night for the WWE universe. We got Bloodline Rock now is with Roman Reigns. And you got Cody on the other side. And that is good shit. Man, I loved it. Give it a listen. If the High Chief, his grandfather, was here, they'd be ashamed of you. clear to you. When you talk about his family, you're talking about my family. When you're talking about his ancestors, you're talking about my ancestors. And when you're talking about his blood, You're talking about my blood. So now, we have a problem. Incredible. Incredible television. Incredible theater. And now, we are, we might have the biggest WrestleMania of all time. We still don't know what The Rock's role is going to be. Is The Rock still going to fight Roman? Maybe night one? Are we going to have a tag team match? Maybe Rock and Roman against Cody and Seth one of those nights? But what we do know is we have Bloodline Rock and we have Roman versus Cody for the undisputed Universal WWE title on night two. Is Cody going to finish his story? That part I don't know. But we're going to get Roman versus Cody Exactly like I've been telling you. I can't... I was so pumped after watching that shit last night. Man, I pro wrestling so good. Amazing stuff. Amazing. So that that was the big story from last night. But also, your Florida Panthers got back in the win column. That's right, the Panthers, they beat the Capitals last night 4-2. I had the game on while I was doing Amber and Ian. So I got a lot happening while I'm working, okay? The Panthers, they got down one nothing against Washington. Let's go over it here. Matthew Kachuk tied the game at one in the second. Stenland now off the bench. Through to the point man, Forsling. There's the shot. Score! They have traffic out in front, and the Panthers have tied it at one. I think it's going to be Chucky e. Cheese's goal. Matthew Kachuk, I believe, got a stick on it. So the Panthers, they tied at one there, but also in the second, they fall back behind. The Capitals go ahead 2-1. By the way, that was Matthew Kachuk's 17th goal of the season. Panthers go down 2-1, but they're back on the power play, which you know means it's Sam Reinhardt time. Hi to Kachuk. He'll shoot, score, and it in! Mr. Power Play, Sam Reinhardt. It's a 2-2 game. 
Just what I was talking about. Kachuk and Reinhardt. His 38th goal of the season. His 21st power play goal of the season. Panthers tied at two. We get to the third period. And how about the Lamborghini cashing in? Right through him. It's Kulikov. In front, Lombard The Lamborghini is loose. It's 3-2 Florida. Oh, that's pretty to watch. You knew that line was going to break through. Hell yeah. Lomberg with his third goal of the season. It would wind up being the game winner because as the Capitals have to pull the goalie, Etuloy Serenin would ice the game. Kulikov trying to get there. It rolls around. Mantha chased by Kachuk. Kachuk to take away. Kachuk to center. Empty net. Etuloy Serenin. Bingo! And it's a 4-2 Panther lead. Loisterinen's ninth goal of the season. Panthers win 4-2. And now they are, they're five points back of number one in the Atlantic and number one overall in the East. They're five points back of Boston, but number two overall in the East as they are a point ahead of Metro Division leading New York Rangers. Next up for the Panthers is tomorrow against Colorado. It's Friday. I mean, you know what we're going to do. I'll tell you what are the big games and the not big games. So will the Panthers there tomorrow against the Avalanche? Will that be in big game, not a big game? Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I don't know. You, you got to wait and see. But the Panthers, they get the W. The Heat are back in action this weekend as well. We'll tell you about that. And that's, a, that's everything that happened last night. All right, guys, let me tell you about one of our great sponsors here. You know I'm going to tell you about Sheets and Giggles, all right? If you're not comfortable with your current bed sheets, if you're not using Sheets and Giggles, you're not getting the best sleep. You're not getting the sleep that you should be getting. We should all be waking up refreshed and energized. And that has a lot to do with how comfortable we are during our sleep. Well, when you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're purchasing the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. You get all the bed sheets, the blankets, the comforter, the fitted sheets, the, the, the pillowcases. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Do you know how comfortable it is when my head hits that pillow? I'm asleep in seconds, and then I wake up refreshed. And it's all thanks to my man, Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. Not only you get the best sleep, but it's also environmentally friendly. Coming from the wood of eucalyptus trees, everything is safe. And we're all so comfortable lying in bed together with our significant other, with yourself. I don't know what you got going on, whatever it is, but I do know you got the softest sheets around. And when you use promo code Zazlow, Z-A-S-L-O-W, promo code Zazlow, SheetsGiggles.com, you're getting 20% off your first order at checkout. That's right, SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlow, SheetsGiggles.com. Okay, so we're just a couple nights away. We got the Super Bowl upon us. Finally, we are here and welcoming aboard her debut on Zaslow Show 2.0, Shay Cornette, one of my new co-workers. That's what I say now. Now that I signed the deal with ESPN Radio, I have so many new co-workers that I got to meet. And Shay Cornette, you see her on SportsCenter, of course, but I've also filled in for you a few times on ESPN Radio Game Day throughout the NFL season with Mike T and with Coach Herm. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. Uh, so we got one more game left in this NFL season. It, it, it feels like the season flew by, right? Like it's over. It's it's crazy that we're at this point. First of all, Jonathan, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love doing podcasts because I feel like it's free for them. Like, yes, we could do that on radio, but also you could really open things up, which might be problematic sometimes for me but on podcasts. So thank you for having me. Um, I know it was a long road to get here. So as you mentioned, you have filled in for me on game day a few times, which is a labor of love. I mean, it is no joke sometimes. Those 1 o'clock Eastern slates, like with 12 games at once, and you're going all over the place, and now we're so hyper-focused on two teams. Um but this is it. Like, this is the pinnacle of it. And either teams, like, whether it's Chiefs or it's Niners, there's such a good storyline. And honestly, the final four teams, really, AFC Championship and NFC Championship was the same thing. Such good storylines for both of these teams, both of these quarterbacks um, that you can't you can't lose, quote unquote. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to Sunday. 
it's funny, you know, the first time I, I did game day for you probably five or six times during the season. And the first time that I did it, you know, I was being prepped here. Listen to the way that the show goes. It's it's like red zone on the radio. And and the way that I've described it after I did it for the first time. And look, I, I mean, I've been doing radio for 20 years before I started the podcast a year and a half ago. And the way that I described it is it's by far the most difficult show that I've done. And at the same time, the most fun show that I've yeah. ever done. Yeah, no, that's accurate. It go And it goes the fastest. Like the four hours is a lot of talking. Yes. Like afterwards, I'm like, I need a gallon of water and like a breath. But it goes so quick because you're genuinely invested in these games. And you're the hardest part about it is, you know, Jonathan, you're trying to watch because you care. But you're yeah. also trying to watch to understand what just happened so you can regurgitate. And then you're trying to listen to your co-host and read what's on your screen. So it's a lot of like tapping your head and rubbing your stomach, which I'm not good at anyways. Uh, but probably one of the most rewarding things to do on radio because it does take a special skill set. So yay to us. High five. That's great for us. <laughs> and and, and you, you know what I also noticed? I don't know if you would do that show. Like, would you do it in studio with those guys when you do the show? So no, since I uh, moved to Sports Center full time, I if I can save a day where I'm not going, I live pretty far from work, truthfully, where I'm not going into the studio. I try to do that. I have two little kids, and I can I, I've gotten pretty. I got the hang of it now, so I'm pretty good at, at being able to like. And I know Herm and Mike T really well. I've worked with them a lot, so. Um, no, I would not go in a studio. I would just do it from home and just chat with them on the chat or on air. <laughs> well, so same here. I'm in the Zaslow Mansion studio while I'm doing game day with them. And they're in the studios in Bristol. You yeah. could probably relate to this. You know, the Bristol uh, uh, television feeds, they're like a minute ahead of my stream oh, yeah. here. So, And Coach Herm, he, he can't keep, like, he can't keep it in. He jumps, the guy's like, Oh, you won't believe what just happened. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm about 60 seconds behind you. You're going to have to tell me about it, you know? I know. And that's like the hardest part because obviously you want that natural reaction. But at the same time, you yeah. want, you know, the, the obviously they're listening on radio, meaning they're not watching either. So they, they don't understand what's happening. So you're trying to dictate what's happening without the emotion and then re-add the emotion. And so it's a little bit tricky. But, yeah, the streaming service and, like, who your cable provider is, like, comes in really handy in those moments you really learn a lot because you're like 60 seconds away that's an eternity <laughs> yep yep uh shay tell me what is i, I see you hosting sports center all the yep. time what is what is it like when you get the breaking news on sports center so i've had a few of these <laughs> um and it's similar to what we just talked about it's like the best part but the scariest a little bit too just because it's a lot of unknown and and Look, no one's perfect on Sports Center. Obviously, we call, we cover every sport, so there are sometimes breaking news where you're like, "I am not familiar with this entire situation right now," or "Okay, I kind of saw this coming. I can handle whatever is thrown at me, no problem." You know, there's a little bit of all of that. Like, I, for example, uh, Damian Lillard going from the Blazers to the Bucks happened while I was on air this summer. Was it summer? Fall? I think it was fall, and we were in uh, September, maybe. We were in full NFL mode. So to have that come out of left field, which I was under the impression Damian Lillard was going to the Heat. <laughs> so when he surprised us all and was going to the Bucks, I was like, okay, I got it familiar. I, uh, not that I, I mean, I'm very familiar with the Bucks and their players and their roster, but there's been, you know, you've had NFL on your brain, college football on your brain at the forefront of every show. It's like, I need a minute to catch back up. And I remember feeling like, dang, like I need, I, let me pull up the standings. Let me look at the Bucks who they're mm -hmm. training. Like, where did the Bucks rank defensively? How did the Bucks do in clutch time? Like, all these are going through your head, and you're trying to give the news. So, um, it's it's awesome, but it's definitely, when, especially when it's out of season. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Those are the moments that are really, they test your your memory, because you're just not, you're not prepared, and that's what makes it fun and cool. But be, but doing, being that you, you do radio as well, that helps in that spot, right? Because 100%. so much of radio is is improvised you're talking off the cuff compared to television which i'm sure is very scripted so it's got to help in a big way that you have experience in radio so jonathan i will tell like a lot of times i'll try and speak at like you know universities or with young students coming up or whatever or like hey can we pick your brain sure the number one thing i tell them radio is the best prep device for television in sports you can't hide you can't hide uh, with anything, whether it's breaking news or otherwise. If you haven't watched a lick of the Lakers and you have to do a segment on the Lakers, anyone listening will know you haven't watched a dribble 
in five minutes. You can't, there's nothing to hide behind, no matter how many stats you have or whatever your knowledge base is, it doesn't matter. So radio to me has set me up in such a way where I feel equipped to handle things on television much more smoothly than I would have otherwise. And again, I would tell any young person trying to break into the, this business like that for sure. Like being able to talk freely into a microphone without cameras and prompters and statisticians all in your face allows you to fully like develop your own thoughts and understanding about that sport, that team, that player, whatever it is, and helps you in the long run. So to answer your question in a very long manner, a hundred percent, I feel very ready for those moments because of radio and my experience in radio. I started in local radio in Chicago and then, you know, moved over to ESPN radio and moved around a bunch of different shows. I posted almost every show on ESPN radio. And um, I truly feel like that was the best thing for me in my career. I don't know if you remember, I think it was CBS that had the Super Bowl that year, but when it was the Harbaugh Super Bowl and it was the Ravens yeah. and 49ers yeah. and they had the blackout. So the game had to pause for like 25 minutes. And so they go to the studio hosts who are set up on the field and it's like, hey guys, we're going to you. We need you to vamp for however long this takes. And none of them were radio guys. And as yeah. a result, I'm watching it as a radio person. Like, they're having a really hard time filling the time here because they're scripted TV hosts. And if you're a radio person in that spot, you'd be able to get through it. Yeah, I, I don't specifically remember that. But now that you're saying it, like, that makes perfect sense. And I feel like there's a lot of moments. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you could tell to Jonathan right away in television where you're like, oh, they're telling them the vamp. This has become awkward. You yeah. know, <laughs> where yep. you just know you just know what's coming. Um, and then there's some people that just like crush situations like that. So it's, uh, it's an, it's an interesting thing, but I think radio is the best forum. And I've never really done like hard news or entertainment to its fullest sports has been my lane always since I graduated from college. But like, it's, I, I feel like I, I really like took a step forward in my career once I started radio and it's truly because it's you and a microphone and your thoughts and like, yep. go see what you got, <laughs> you know, who did, who did you look up to when you decided that you wanted to get into this? So like, uh, television, it doesn't matter what your sports, you know, sports media. Yeah. So when I was younger, I grew up in Chicago and I watched a lot of local news because at that time, Michael Jordan, and the bulls were, uh, it, <laughs> they were it, you know? And so I, I watched a lot of local news. So a lot of local like Chicago personalities, but I guess on the female side, cause it's easier to like relate yourself to females. Like Melissa Stark was someone I paid attention to when I was younger. Um, I loved Ann Curry on the Today Show just because she had this, and again, that's hard news, but she had this like soft journalistic presence that I just felt like came across so warm and inviting. And I, I loved that about her. Um, I, obviously, I think anyone in this industry like looks to some of the sideline reporters and I loved that too, but I always loved hosting and I always knew I wanted to be, I, I like being in the field, but I feel more comfortable when I can like play point guard a little bit more and same with radio. Um, so I tended to look to more people who could host more so than just be a reporter or just be in the field. Um, like Mike Tirico, I've been watching forever. He is as smooth as it gets, no matter what he's doing. It's, it's, I don't actually know how he does. How does he do his job without ever stuttering or sounding like he doesn't know? I don't, and he does every sport. I'll never understand. It's a work of art. Um, he's, he's truly amazing. Um, I, I, I'm sure there's more, but off the top of my head, like, Ann Curry, Melissa Stark, Mike Tirico were probably the three that I really paid close attention to. Have you had moments at ESPN? Maybe it was in studio or, you know, maybe it was in the field. And you're like, wow, I, I can't believe I'm working next to this person. Yeah, Hannah, I love, who's now become one of my really good friends, Hannah Storm. Um, the first time I hosted Sports Center with her, I was like, yeah, I'm here. Like, I've got, I, I've arrived, you know, for a minute. Mm -hmm. And, she just, I, another one I've watched my whole life. Like if it wasn't for her, I don't think I'd even have this job. Truly. She like has paved the way and she's great at it. And what I love about Hannah and I, I I'll one day tell her this to her face. I actually just shot, saw her. I should have told her what I love about Hannah is she's what you see is what you get. And if you don't know your stuff, she'll call you out on it. And I like that. I, I like it a lot. Like there's been moments where she doesn't do it on purpose, but she's like not quizzed me, but like, just ask questions like just you know like a friendly 
question and answer about a game or something like that. And she wasn't asking to check if I watched the game, but I know I knew she appreciated like my thoughtful response to her. Yeah, I watched. Yes, I have an opinion. Like, let's give it to each other. And I love that about Hannah because I think sometimes not to anyone's fault. I'm not going to do this like male female thing with sports, but I think sometimes, you know, a lot of people, oh, how much does she really know? It's not like she could play football, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. I watch I watch just as much football as probably any other guy in the and I could talk it the same way you can, you know? And I appreciate that Hannah like holds women especially to like a certain standard and she's been um a mentor to me since I've been here, but I, the first time I met her, I really like was excited and um again she's been so helpful and awesome but that was like one person that's really been awesome so what is the what is the setup in the cornet household this sunday evening for the super bowl so for the first time so my husband um works at nbc uh, among other places but so for the first time in in legit years neither one of us has to work on sunday and when i tell you jonathan this has been years where we both either working together sunday on radio or working separately like it's been so long so uh we're so excited where i'm from chicago that's where we met um that's where we lived together we loved a place called portillo's uh we live now on the east coast uh in connecticut and so we had we're having portillo's shipped to the house and uh, we're gonna have some portillos we're gonna watch the game and just enjoy being off and being in the moment and be like true fans i have to work monday and i have to work saturday so i'll have all the surroundings to the super bowl but i'm gonna like take it in like a fan and i'm really looking forward to it so that's what jordan and i are gonna do on sunday it's funny because leading up to this weekend, I was wondering, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of the new guy as far as starting there at ESPN Radio. Are they, are they going to call me to work on Sunday during the Super Bowl? Uh, I have not gotten that call. I hope I'm not jinxing it right now. You enjoy but it. I- you enjoy it. Uh, no, they have. I don't I don't know really what's going on, but I know that they have. Usually they line those things up like well in advance, but good. I, you just enjoy the Super Bowl like a normal fan. Who you like, Jonathan? You like Chiefs or Niners? Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I mean, I like at this point, and I I liked Baltimore last week, and it's like or two weeks ago. So stupid! I'm bending against the Chiefs here. The Chiefs are going to win the game, and they're getting points. I like the Chiefs. I'm not doubting them anymore. Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to bet against them. Like, and, and like, here's the thing. Like, you can look to all their deficiencies. They've overcome almost all of them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You could look at all the talent the Niners have on their roster, but it's like, yeah, but the Chiefs have been there before. I feel like so many of us leaned Ravens. I was the same way. I leaned Ravens, too. And then we were upset by the outcome because the Chiefs just proved us all wrong. Now we're all like, we can't bet again against yep. them. Can't do it anymore. They've they've now ruined the whole bet against them thing. So yep. um, I, I actually, I, I like the Niners. I really do. And I love this Brock Purdy story. Like, I'm over Me the- too manager like who cares he's a great game manager if that's what we're gonna label him he's great at it so good for him i, I mean love- i'm here in miami i wish we had a game manager that could take us the super bowl i live my whole life i've never seen them in a super bowl you know I, I, hello bears fan i feel you okay their super bowl that the bears had the 85 bears happened like four months five months before i was born i've truly yep. like i'm with you on this so um yeah, so I, I love the Niners story, and I love all their pieces. They have so much talent, but it's just like the Chiefs just have that. They got it. They got it, whatever that is. And I was the year after the year you just described, the last time the Dolphins were in the Super Bowl. I was five years old. I didn't I didn't see it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Do you want the Bears to trade Justin Fields? Do you want no. them to use the pick? What do you want? I want them to keep Justin. Um and here's the thing: this would, this will be wherever he goes, Chicago or elsewhere, it will be his third coordinator in four years. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot, and I understand that. But Chicago has a specific DNA. Chicago football has a specific DNA: good defense, solid run game, shaky quarterback play. My whole life, that has been the answer. My entire life, and I don't know that restarting the clock on this again is going to be the answer. I think Caleb Williams is a generational talent, but I think he has a lot of the same qualities that Justin Fields does. I think he likes to hang on to the ball a lot. He likes to improvise with his legs. Again, he he I believe has a more accurate deeper throw than than Justin does. But I just 
if you actually give Justin weapons and some consistency and some continuity, like maybe he could actually become something. And I just think this cycle of bringing another quarterback, who, by the way, never in the history have we ever developed a quarterback, ever. Bringing in a quarterback that we think we're going to develop into the next Joe Montana just feels a little bit rinse and repeat for me. So I'm willing, I'm willing to risk it with Justin and keep him. There are times where I do feel like he looks a little bit lost back there. But maybe that's because everyone's confused. I don't know that that's for him to blame. That line wasn't strong. So I'm in the camp of keep Justin, trade the picks, get him help, a secure offensive line, solid run game, <clears throat> Derrick Henry, and um, go from there. Finally here, Shay, I think you're a good person to ask this to. I'm married. My wife and I, we like to watch shows together. You're married. Do you guys watch shows together unless yeah. you finish Netflix? All right. Have you watched, do you watch shows together? And what are you watching right now? Because I'm always looking for suggestions, you know, to watch with my wife because uh, she, she doesn't do the violence. She doesn't do sci-fi. So some of that stuff that I'm okay with is not going to fly when I'm watching shows with her. So what are you and your husband watching these days? Okay. So my husband and I, as we have talked about on here, we both work in sports. So outside of watching sporting events together there are obviously moments where we're like okay we need to shut off the brain what can we watch that doesn't relate to this specific thing for one our like guilty pleasure television is definitely vanderpump rules like i'm here for it i'm bravo um if you haven't started it though it's probably too deep in the weeds for you to do that but one (laughs) one i actually just was telling l duncan and um make up this uh the, the greatest night in pop have you heard of it it's on netflix no Okay, it's a great, great, uh, it's a quick, a decent, decently quick watch. Um, it's about the song We Are the World that's by Michael Jackson and how it all came together. And Lionel Richie, this was before cell phones, obviously, and they had to get all these superstars in one room to sing the song together without the paparazzi knowing about it and without cell phones. So Lionel Richie, the night of the AMAs, he was hosting the AMAs, is literally like going up to all these A-list celebrities at the time, you know, um, and being like, hey, let's meet at this recording studio after the show. Let's meet at this recording studio after the show. And it's all about how they got everyone to get there under the same roof at the same time. Michael Jackson missed the AMAs that year because he was recording the song in the studio and then welcomed all these celebrities in. And it's just an awesome watch. And especially, like, that's kind of our generation. Like, you know, when we were younger, yeah, I remember that song and how it all came to be before technology was where it is. It's a, it's a great watch. So, the, so the, uh, the Greatest Night in Pop, I believe is the name of it on Netflix. Watch it. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up too with Michael Jackson, like hosting the other night. Uh, and I, I fill in for Ian Fitzsimmons a lot on Amber and Ian, like, like Uh I'm doing tonight. And Michael Jackson was the bumper music. And it's like, kids, kids like these days, you don't understand how ridiculous Michael Jackson was just hit after hit after hit. And he was, he was ridiculous. And I feel like people don't, people don't know that, you know, watch this. And then you'll, you'll really think it was like ridiculous how he was able, him and Lionel really together were able to like pull this whole thing off. It's, it's awesome. Great job, Shay. Uh, really good to meet you. Thanks so much for taking the time out and doing the show with me today and have fun, have fun. You and your husband, your family, you get to sit around and watch the Super Bowl for once together. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Jonathan, thank you for having me. Excellent job by Shay Cornette. That was fun. We'll have her on again. She was really good. And yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I know. I'm not working during the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know for sure, but she's right. They definitely mapped that out in advance at ESPN Radio. But I, I was thinking about it all week. I'm like, are they going to call me to work during the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously, I'll say yes. But I wonder how that goes down. I don't even know what their programming is on Super Bowl Sunday. She clearly doesn't know either. Anyway, all guests, including Shay Cornette on Zaslow Show 2.0, are brought to us by the official beer of the program. You know we're talking about Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You could pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for the weekend, for the Super Bowl, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. You know how we do here in the Zaslow Mansion. We only drink Johnny Cuba. That's the beer of choice, official beer of the program. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. I think you guys know what time it is. We're well into the show. It's Friday. And you're saying to yourself, Zaslow, I gotta know. Is it a big game? 
or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game, here we go. Let's start out tonight, 8 p.m., Fox, WWE SmackDown. Now, this one's rather easy. Based on the events that took place last night at the WrestleMania kickoff show in Vegas. Now, I don't know if Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, is going to be on SmackDown tonight, but I do know that I have to see at least part of the fallout what's going to happen on SmackDown tonight. Now, I am doing Amber and Ian tonight from 7 to 10 p.m., so I'll be watching SmackDown after I get done with Amber, but tonight, WWE SmackDown, that's a big game. Big game or not a big game? Tomorrow night, Saturday, 6 p.m., Bally Sports Florida. Your Florida Panthers hosting the Colorado Avalanche. Now, the Avalanche, they have 68 points right now. The Panthers, they have 68 points right now. So, you know, we got two of the best teams in the entire National Hockey League. This is a big-time matchup in Sunrise tomorrow as the Panthers are looking to put together back-to-back wins. Avalanche at Panthers, that's a big game. Big game or not a big game? Sunday, 2 p.m., ABC, the Boston Celtics at your Miami Heat. So this is going to decide my mood on Super Bowl Sunday. The Heat have won four out of five. They're playing much better basketball now. A little bit of a, uh, a measuring stick type of game, all right? As you got the Celtics first place, of course, in the Eastern Conference. But if you're the Heat, and especially if you're a Heat fan, you're not afraid of the Celtics. You can't be scared. It doesn't matter that they have the best record in the NBA at 39-12. and 12. We're not afraid of the Celtics. And now we're going to see if the Heat, the way they've been playing lately, how much better the Heat are actually playing when they welcome this Boston Celtics team to town on Sunday. And yes, it will affect my mood because I fucking hate the Celtics. I can't wait to get their day started. Sunday, 2 p.m., Celtics at Heat. That's a big game. Note. Finally, one more. Sunday, 6.30, CBS, Super Bowl 50. Eight, Usher is doing the halftime show. You got the commercials. You got the movie trailers. You got the 49ers. You got Taylor Swift. You got the Chiefs. Hopefully you don't have too much other extracurricular bullshit because this game, I think, is going to be the tits. 49ers at Chiefs. That's a big game. Yep, that's right. It's a big game. Super Bowl 58 is a big game. And that right there is another addition. A big game or not a big game. Yes. There you have it. Now we're set for the weekend. You know how else we'll be set? If you go treat yourself to a brand new ride. That's right. I send you to the official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. There's a lot to love. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru this month. Incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock. As well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're getting that promise to provide customers with an exceptional experience. At their brand new state of the art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. And right now. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, make zero security deposit. You can lease the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium for just $209 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. The Lebetard show yesterday. They're doing a a Viva Las Vegas. They're live on location in Las Vegas. And yesterday, they had Wayne Newton, Las Vegas legend, Wayne Newton on the show. And Stu Gatz, 
He got to the bottom of things. Wait, I have top five Waynes for you in just a minute. Oh, wow. But I do have to ask you and understand, I hope you understand the person asking this question and the nature of my character. But of those 165 <laughs> albums, which seems like a lot, it is how a lot. many of them were straight fucking money grabs? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all of them. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fist me again, Wayne. That was great. Yeah, give me again. Yeah, my man. That's an excellent job by Stu Gotts. That's an even better job by Wayne Newton for playing along right there. So you know what? I'm going big deal. That's how you interview a guest. Big deal or not a big deal. So Tom Brady on his podcast, let's go. His guest was Steve Young. And... This clip right here, like Tom Brady is going to be joining the number one broadcast team for Fox next year. He's kicking Greg Olson to the curb. It's going to be Kevin Burkhardt and Tom Brady. And I think after hearing Tom Brady talk about quarterback play in today's NFL with Steve Young here, I think I'm convinced now that he's going to be really great. The only problem I see in today's quarterbacking, a lot of it is the coaches trying to play chess, but the quarterbacks aren't. The quarterbacks are snapping the ball. And then they're going, okay, how do I react to what happened? And a lot of the times, you know, you're, there's no perfect play that can be called from the sideline on a consistent basis because they're just calling probabilities. Okay, there's a probability on third down. In short, they're going to play man-to-man coverage. So, therefore, on my call sheet, I'm going to call my man-to-man beaters. Oh, they didn't call man-to-man. Looks like, you know, a simple cover two zone. This play isn't really working for that. Okay, in my mind, it would be like, okay, let me get to my best cover two play against this look, as opposed to now we get the ball. Okay, it's it's we've got a bunch of crossing routes into cover two. That's not good. Let me hold the ball and go run it. And then people on TV go, oh, you know, great play, way to run. And in my mind, I'm going, why did you snap the ball? I mean, you clearly knew no one's going to be open because, I don't know, in all my years of playing, in 20 years, that wasn't going to be open, but how do we continue to say, all right, quarterbacks, you got to see the whole picture. It's 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 in front of the data or behind it. Exactly. If you're in front of it, you own it. It's reflexive. What you just described, all the things you have to handle, you handle reflexively because you, yeah. the data is inside of you. And the only way you can get in there is you got to go to school. I'm going big deal. I kind of spoiled that one for you there because I told you before the clip that now I'm convinced that Tom Brady is, in fact, going to be really great on broadcast doing games on Fox next year. So I'm going big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, how about one of my co-workers here, Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, Freddie and Harry every afternoon on ESPN Radio. And how about this story from a from a, a young Freddie Coleman on when he realized, you know what, Fo- professional football, that's not going to be for him. I remember interning the New York Giants camp. I was essentially Bill Parcells' gopher back in 1985. And you know when you're young, you think you can do anything. There's nothing going to be beyond your realm, anything like that. So here I'm this little guy from Mansfield University in Pennsylvania playing wide receiver thing. I don't care. No one has to worry about drafting me. I'm going to show those NFL guys what that's all about. And I can't (laughs) wait to enter the Giants camp to see what they're going to be made of and all this other stuff. Practice the second day, right? Second day of full equipment. I'm standing next to Bill Parcells, and they do like their one-on-one drills. So I'm right behind the quarterback, Phil Sims. And Lawrence Taylor comes off that corner. Part of my life, this SOB came off that corner. <laughs> 150 miles an hour, got low and bent, and tapped Phil Sims inside the head because you couldn't hit the quarterback. It was just a drill, like who can beat who, right? I go back home. My dad goes, hey, son, how was Kevin? I said, dad, ain't got no damn business being out there. <laughs> you know, I, man. I said, Lawrence Taylor, 250 pounds, came out that corner like a bullet. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to go to the school radio station because that is not for me. Yeah, I, I'm, go, I'm going not a big deal because it's not surprising that a young guy is going to see Lawrence Taylor up close and say, you know what? This professional football, not for me. So I'm going not a big deal. Great story, though. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right. So make sure you listen tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. ESPN Radio. Myself, Amber Wilson. It's going to be a great show. We've had great shows the last couple nights. It'll be great again this evening. On Sunday, probably 5 p.m., new edition, live. Live stream, it's still real to me. Well, That's my wrestling podcast. We'll talk more about the WrestleMania kickoff show from last night. 
which was explosive. We'll do it right before the Super Bowl, leading you into the game. So I hope you guys listen. Thanks, everybody, who's hung out with us this week. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.